Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And this week, by complete accident, once again, again? The, the universe has made us one human being, I think. Yes. Because Amber and I, when we're in the mood for certain cases, we just start deep diving into the research and then we'll text each other and be like, what do you have this week? What are we doing this week? And what happened, you guys, is we came up on accident with two very similar Michigan cases and so this week's theme is cut it out, Michigan. Literally cut it out. Like, please stop. Right this now. It's too much. Yeah, we are just always back to these Michigan cases, which, yeah. I mean, I am drawn to them because it's our home state. So Yeah, for sure. But, man, Michigan's got some skeletons in the closet. <sighs> that we should, I, I don't like it. We need to clean that shit out. It's like your aunt stop. that you thought you knew, and then you find out what kind of life that, that she lived. For which, sure. That I don't have an aunt like that. So Into foot fetish <laughs> porn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then you're like, which, I can't look at you the same. Right, which, you know... Get yours, honey, but I didn't want to know about it. Exactly. That's how I feel about Michigan right now. I agree. I love your lakes, but come on. Knock it (laughs) off. I am bringing a listener pick. Mine was a listener pick on Thursday. Oh, was it? Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. hell's bells, Amber. We are just in sync, aren't we? We're better than the damn band right now. Yes, we are. Oops, we did it again. (laughs) We have two very similar kind of setups. Well, I've got my glass of wine in our awesome cups that were made for us by a lovely listener. It says, Crime Curious with Amber and Charnel. Keep it curious. They're beautiful. They are so The script on this is like the one I want on my tombstone and it's someday like engraved into it I oh think. it's etched oh the glass is etched so it's like sparkly Ooh, yeah and, and a, on there permanently yes won't come off in the dishwasher thank you so yes. much tara yes. we love these amazing thank you and they are full of wine right now and it makes the wine taste better when it it's got does. our names on it. it does i can look at both of our names as i'm drinking that's it that's right uh, so yeah so thanks we have the freaking best listeners ever also thank you guys for your reviews lately i gotta shout out the official nike that was the Best review I think so I've good. ever read. You made me tear up talking about your BFF. And we've just had a, a lot recently. And you guys need to know, they don't give us the option to reply. But just know we read every one of them. They make our day. They make us smile. Thank you so much. You guys we reply have been, in our hearts. We do. And to each other where we're like, oh my gosh, did, did you, you see, see that? It? Yeah. It's amazing. So thank you guys so much. We... We have the best listeners. I don't care what anybody says. Not that anyone's ever been like, your listeners suck. But if they but did, if they did, I'd throw hands over it. Oh, heck yes. <laughs> so, yes, a huge thank you. All right. Bring it, sister. Okay, are we we're ready for this? I mean, as I'm ever going to oh, be. Man, I got, I got one for you today. Okay. Saddle up, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Giddy up. Here we go. Yeah, how did we yeah. turn Texas? I, I don't know how we went into this, like, Western... We never thing. know where the pod will take us. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm obviously taking you into the mitten. I've taken you up to the pinky. <laughs> now I'm taking 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or the ring. It was the ring finger that I took you to. You've for good given heart. us the ring finger. Yeah. Now what are we you giving us? We were ring finger deep. Now we're going into the UP for, Ooh, for my case. That's above the tip of the, the hands. Yes, just it so you is. Know. So Love the UP. I do too. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Also, our analytics tell us we have a lot of UP listeners. So, Yay. Hey, so hey, they probably you know. I'm sure they know this case. Probably. probably. Um, confident they know it because it was a it was a big deal. I've always said that I love visiting the UP. I could never live there. And I'm not mm-hmm. insulting anybody that does, but it is just millions of acres of forest. Beautiful And it's forest. gorgeous. It's it untouched. Is. It's beautiful land. But girl needs her some, you know, places to go and no, I, I'm there with you. I, you know, they call us trolls because we live under the bridge. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yep. So they're the youpers. They're Upper Peninsula. And, and we're, we're the, the trolls. trolls. And I've, I've got to stay a troll because I, I love to visit, but yep. I could not, I couldn't make my settlement there. Yep. True troll, I guess. Yep. Um. So yeah, we're going into the UP for this case. And this is a little town called Iron River. Oh, I'm Are familiar. You familiar. I am. Okay. Don't know this case that I'm aware of, but I. Yeah, Iron Town. I've never been there. Um, but it's super small. It's about three thousand people. Yep. Typical little yeah, Michigan town, for sure. I would say. I am going to tell you about Kelly Cochran today. Have you? Have you heard of her? It's familiar. Don't, still don't, I don't remember all the details. Okay. Really. Good. Well, this will all be a surprise okay. to you then. Like uh, with a name like Kelly Cochran, how can it not be intense? Oh, it is. Okay. I'm telling you. There's a lot of layers to this case. So there's actually a documentary about this case. It's called Dead North. It's like a four- Oh, look at that uh, play on part series. It is. It's good. I would say if you are interested in this case that you should watch it because yeah. it's all the details of the investigation, especially that I obviously could not capture without giving you six hours right. of a podcast. But it's really they really worked amazingly well on this case. And it really was like putting a puzzle piece together, oh, like okay. gathering this stuff. Um, Laura Frizzo, who was the police. <laughs> was the police chief on this case badass oh okay. amazing and she's like super mo- i'm like why are you a police chief like you could be modeling she's oh really gorgeous. Oh, yes wow but like did an amazing job on oh, this she's case. got it all she Brains, does brawn beauty and she's a damn good police chief yeah. like strong woman i was just like yes laura get amazing. it so check it out if you if you are interested. The name pulled me in. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's perfect for this, right. for this case. Honestly, it probably should have been our name for this podcast oh instead of God. Cut It Out, Michigan. <laughs> That's, That's the what best we, we could with. do. <laughs> <laughs> like Joey Gladstone yes. over here. Cut And we were out. so proud of that. And then we've got Dead North, <laughs> right. this amazing name. Yeah. As I'm going to start you off where this comes onto the radar, this case basically, and that is with the disappearance of a man named Christopher Reagan. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Chris first. He was 53 at the time of his disappearance. He was the father of two sons. He had blonde hair and blue eyes. He wasn't a bad looking guy. He was a military man. He served in the Air Force. And he was described as really smart and really like a natural born leader type of person. He advanced in his jobs very quickly to team leader, boss roles, because he was good at it. Mm -hmm. And so he was described as a strong, 
solid guy, kind of a loner, a little bit of an outsider, nice, friendly, but also private. Mm -hmm. Chris had moved to Iron River from Traverse City. This is where he was living for a while, but he moved to Iron River to be with his girlfriend, Terry. Terry met Chris when he was serving in Marquette. He was um, stationed there for when he was in the Air Force. Okay. So Terry and Chris knew each other for quite a long time. They remained friends, and then over the years, they decided, we're going to be together. So he ends up moving to Iron River to be with Terry. That's where she lives. And I'm going to say, too, Terry is so pretty. There's some gorgeous women in the UP. Oh, my gosh. I know. (laughs) And it makes me sad because Terry is, like, super nice. He should have put a ring on it. You know, I'm I just saying. For a second you were going to say it makes me sad because they should live someplace more populated where people can see how beautiful <laughs> they are. Well, apparently it was very beautiful in Iron, Iron River. Like I said, I yeah, never. It is. Yeah, yeah. I've been there, but. Um, I get it. She loved it there. And so he moves to be with her. And he never puts the, puts it on oh, lockdown. He never does. Okay. And I'm going to get to more of the details here in a minute. But when I saw Terry and she, I think she really cared about Chris. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Just my, you know, two cents in there. But, yeah, she seemed like a really great lady. She was a school teacher. So Chris moves up to the UP, and he starts working at a place called Oldenburg Company, which I believe they manufacture parts for the Navy. Okay. From what I gather. And this is where he was promoted very quickly because he was really good at his job. There were some haters out there because he advanced so quickly. but. Um, so he was he was doing well. Unfortunately, after he got up there and had been there a couple years, the relationship starts to deteriorate with Terry. And he finds himself not loving the UP as oh. much as he thought he yeah. would. So the relationship starts to decline with her. There was also some talk that Chris did love to talk to some other wom- women okay. online. Now, I, I know. So I don't know if this is what started the sure. the decline or if he kind of started this after it was declining. I'm not right. really sure which one took place first. Sure. Which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. Yeah. But Terry seemed to know about this, that he, you know, was talking to other women. It was an issue. And they decided to basically call it quits and... So, like I said, I don't know if he started talking after they were kind of right. on their Already, way done. Yeah, struggling. But definitely, you know, she Didn't wasn't help okay the with situation. it. situation. Uh-huh. Yes. So, you know, there were other women he was talking to. So, Terry and Chris decided to put a halt on their romantic relationship, but they did remain friends. Oh, wow. So, they still talked all the time. Good they just them. weren't, you know, being romantic. Involved. But the communication all of a sudden stopped from on Chris's end. He stopped responding to Terry. He stopped messaging Terry. And this was very alarming to her because, like I said, they talked all the time. Mm-hmm. So Terry's like, you know, what's going on? She indicated, like, if he was with another woman or something, he wouldn't respond. But he would always get back to her. Right, right. And he wouldn't just, he's not ghosting her. Right. Mm-hmm. So after about two weeks go by and she hasn't oh, heard anything, shit. she's concerned. Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on. And, and she's starting to really worry about Chris. So on October 27th of 2014, Terry decides it's time to go file a missing persons report because sure. she is very distraught at this point. She goes over to the Iron River Police Department to file the report. Uh, this is when she meets Chief of Police uh, Laura Frizzo. And Laura had noted she was very 
upset, crying, and you know, just really, really concerned about Chris. Mm-hmm. Convinced that he's missing at this point because he's not responding to anything. No one's seen him. No one knows where he is. And so she goes ahead and makes that report. There was a lot of speculation at first because, as we mentioned, this is in the UP. So there were a few things, you know, floating around. Did he go on a hike somewhere and get lost in the sure. wilderness? Because oh yeah, this has happened for sure in in the UP yep. many times. So they're like, did that happen? He had also accepted a position in South Carolina that he was getting ready to leave for. Oh. So my understanding is that Terry and Chris were obviously not going to be together, but they still, like I said, talked. Mm-hmm. And so he was planning on making this move and getting ready to, to move out of the UP. So they're like, did he take off and not say anything and just, you know, completely right. up and leave? And so there was a few things going around, you know, with the police. But Questions um, they have to ask and consider. Yeah. But the police chief did go ahead and ask one of the other officers to escort Terry to the apartment, to Chris's apartment. Mm -hmm. She did have keys to it. So they were like, go ahead and, you know, escort her over there and take a look to see if anything's out of the ordinary, if he's there, like, you know, Mm -hmm. go check it out. Had she been to the apartment before this with the keys? I don't think so. Okay. Um, That went through my mind, too, because I'm like, well, if she was super concerned, did she Stop yeah. to look. I probably would have used the keys before I called the police. Me too. I'm a little cray, so I would have probably. Right, right, right. I don't right, get right. the impression that and she And then did, would have though. been like, I'm not breaking in. I was really concerned because yeah. you weren't responding. That would be and my backup plan if he's sitting on his couch eating Cheetos. Exactly. And I just busted in on his ass. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't see any indication that she did or that she didn't do that. Okay. You know, maybe she did. Right. And, and it just wasn't reported. True. That things were out of the ordinary, but. So they go over there and they find Chris's apartment in complete disarray, basically. His clothes were everywhere. It looked like he was packing for this trip. There was clothes out. There was dishes piled up in the sink and things were just kind of a mess. And Terry immediately said, this is not like him at all. He's super organized, super has to have things in order. So he would not have left his apartment like that. Yeah. And so that's a red flag to her right away. Right. And she knows him the best out of anybody there. Right. So that was, you know, for her, the the minute she knew something was truly wrong, mm-hmm. that this wasn't a case of him just taking off. For sure. For South Carolina and not saying anything. So as the investigation proceeds, they also find Chris Reagan's car at a place called the Park and Go in Bates Township, completely abandoned. Oh, shoot. And... Again, Terry said that he would never do this because his car was like his child. I don't. It was a 2013 Hyundai Genesis. I don't know what that means, but apparently he took really (laughs) good care of it. A lot of pride in his Hyundai. Yes. All right. (laughs) And so he, she was like, no, he would never have just left it there. Yeah. Unattended to. Mm -hmm. But they found it completely deserted Mm. in this area. So inside inside the car, they also find a post-it note with directions to the address, which it does turn out to be the address of Kelly and Jason Cochran. We'll get back to that. But that's in the car. That's abandoned. Hmm. So at this point, Chief Rizzo obtains a search warrant for Chris's phone and bank accounts just to see what right. he's been up What's to. He, yeah, exactly. Can What's the have, last thing he bought? Yeah, you know. have proof that he's maybe living somewhere else. Yes. And so they discover that the last time he bought anything or he was spotted 
was about October 14th, which is exactly when Terry had said she last heard from Chris. Okay. So everything stops at this point. Um, There's there's video footage at one of the gas stations he'd purchased gas from, and it's him um, getting gas, and that's like the last spotting of him at all. So everything just kind of stops. No more purchases, nothing. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they're like, okay, he's yep. missing. Yeah, okay. Something's happened. For sure. Unfortunately, Terry became the first person of interest because right. they're like, okay, we knew he was talking to other women. Is it a yep. jealous girlfriend situation? So they do investigate her Yep. right off the bat. Chief Rizzo indicated that she really picked up on genuine, sincere vibes from, or an impression, I should say, from Terry that she was truly concerned and truly, you know, just trying to find Chris. Mm-hmm. Terry is cleared she did not have any involvement in this, but she is the first person that they looked at. Of course, yeah. But nothing was found with her or substantiated in any way. So the investigation goes on and police start checking into people surrounding Chris and his hobbies and his work and, you know, what what was he up to? And so as they begin questioning people, they start with some of his coworkers. And as I mentioned, Chris, he liked the ladies. Yeah. So as they start digging, someone that worked at the Oldenburg plant mm-hmm. had mentioned that, well, it was well known that Chris was having an affair with someone named Kelly Cochran. That also worked at the plant with him. Rut row. Wah, wah, wah. And so apparently this was like a big, you know, how you know, work gossip. Like everybody knew this was right. going on. Yep, yep, yep. Especially because Carrie, or Carrie, uh, Kelly was married. Yeah, yeah. Chris so wasn't. Gonna, right. But Kelly was a married woman. So this was like probably some juicy gossip mm-hmm. going around. Of course. So now. Scandalous. Yeah, yes, yes. So I'm going to tell you about Kelly. A little bit now. All right. We're going to stop and I'm going to tell you a little Kelly here. I couldn't find a ton about younger Kelly, but what I did find is that she didn't have a very easy childhood, it sounds like. Um, her mom spoke a little bit in the documentary about she was hard to handle once she hit the adolescent Puberty. years. Yeah. And she would run away from home. Oh. She was defiant. Mm-hmm. And her mom indicated it was hard to basically have any authority her. over yeah. her. Yeah. So I don't know what the parenting was like there. Obviously, there was something causing these behaviors for her to do these things, but I'm not really sure what, you know, the details of that. Sure. But because she was running away and getting into trouble, um, Kelly's mom put her into a girl's home. Oh, okay. For a while. Really trying to shape her up. Yeah. So she went there. It's reported she had a lot of mental health issues, too. Numerous Mm -hmm. therapists, lots of, you know, emotional issues. Okay. It doesn't sound like things were... Super great for her growing up. Now, as she became an adult, Kelly did manage to get a college degree, and she did work hard. Some strengths about our murderer yeah, today. Right. Yes, we're strength-based <laughs> yes, as social so workers. <laughs> um, I mean, it does. it is reported that she got into a lot of drug use over the years and struggled with addiction. And I'm not going to lie, a couple of the mug shots I, I saw of Kelly... I wouldn't want to piss her off, like, at a bar or something, because she would kick my ass. Do you have photos that I can partake in seeing I do, actually. I think she's still up on my phone, because I was just looking at some articles for this case. So I'm going to show you, Kelly. Okay. (laughs) This is the one that I had pulled up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, she looks like she's made from the rib of a caveman. She I think that's probably, she wasn't actually um, physically born. 
She really did come she from was created. the rib. Okay. Um, wow. I'm, wow. I'm going to go with my instincts. It doesn't say this in any of the articles, but my girl looks like she's been using some methamphetamine. Okay, I'm I was going to ask you. I mean, you said that she there was an addiction. Yes. And I'm in who? In our we work, could assume we can spot meth. a meth user. Yeah, there's a lot of sores on her face at the, the one we're looking at, which we'll post it. The but. sweatiness, the sores. She the she zombie had, look. She's lived. She looks like she's lived. Yes, a uh, an uneasy life. And there's other photos of Kelly where you can tell she's she's lived. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, quite like a, bit. a leather strap on a horse. I couldn't have said it better yeah, myself. That's there we go. But yeah, she's just uh, you could tell she probably worked a lot. Maybe. Used a lot. Right. Yes, you know. for sure. Now, keep in mind, this is our murderer. I would never be insensitive to the victim. So, right, right. Yeah, this sorry, is the once, murderer. Once you murder, it's no holes barred for gloves us. Gloves are off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was ex- She was uh, described as like extremely friendly and outgoing, super talkative. She'd mow the neighbor's lawns. She'd help out. She's, well, fuck yeah, she was on yeah. meth. She had all kinds <laughs> of energy. Energy to the max. Yeah, she was hyper-focused. She was mowing at 3 a.m. Yes, no. Yes. <laughs> that was to, not indicated. They but. had to enact an, a city ordinance that you can't operate your lawnmower after midnight. Yes. <laughs> So as I mentioned to Kelly was married. Um, she was married to her husband, Jason Cochran, at the time. And the two of them, they previously had lived in Indiana um, in a small town. And I forgot to. Uh, I bet he's a leather strap, too. I just can't imagine why somebody wants oh, to Jason. sleep with this woman. Oh, Jason. Yeah. Well, he's a whole other ball Is he game, smaller too. than her? Um, he, they seem like one of those couples <laughs> where. She would be huge and he would be tidy. No, but she, I think, definitely had the penile apparatus in the, in the relationship. relationship. Okay, okay. I just wasn't sure if they, like, mm. made the number 10 when they stood next to each other or <laughs> not. No, I should show you Jason, too. He, They're just definitely an unusual couple, and yeah. they were described as such sure. by people. They were just, like, a different kind of couple. Okay. But they were, you know, high school sweethearts. They were together. <laughs> Okay. All through that. And they actually had a pool servicing company together where they would, like, clean people's pools. Oh, wow. Okay. So they did that for a while until Jason ended up injuring his back really badly. I imagine the pool industry in the UP is real thriving. <laughs> yeah. But Well, this was right. before they got to the UP. Oh, okay. They that were... <laughs> makes sense. Thanks. I'm like, there's, like, a four-week period yes. that you can have your pool open in the UP. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this was before they moved up there. They okay. were doing this pool servicing business. That but makes then more sense. Jason ends up hurting his back really bad, and he apparently can't do physical labor anymore. Oh, gosh. Okay. And so I guess he's having extreme back pain. And so they end up, the reason they end up moving to the UP is because he wanted to get a medical marijuana card <laughs> so he could have sure. legal marijuana for his pain. To medicate himself through his slipped disc correct l135 thing so we yeah. michigan had that opportunity we did we did so and i apologize i forgot to tell you that this this is all taking place in 2014 you did you did mention did 2014 I mean, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. yeah so this I'm, was before it was legal here because it is legal now in our state but this is when a medical medical card would be was legal, legal. Mm-hmm. yes so I underestimate myself. I didn't remember saying you the did. date. You said you said when he went missing, October fourteenth, yes. two thousand and fourteen. Yes, I did. Good See, job, I listen. Amber. I'm over here actively listening. Yes, I appreciate it. 
So anyway, that's why they move up to, they decide on Iron River would be the place for them. I don't know how they, you know, came to that right. decision of the location, but that's right. where they end up moving. Threw a meth spoon at the map <laughs> and where it stuck is where <laughs> they where moved. They, like, this is it. So this is when, you know, Kelly is the sole breadwinner at this point. She's the only one working because Jason, I guess, can't do yeah, he's got a slip disc. Much of anything. Sure, he sure. can't perform sexually. He can't physically do anything. So he must have had oh, some kind of. Oh, Jason. I'm yeah. sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, I, Jason sorry had a lot you. going on. Okay. He also had severe mental health issues. There's Aww. reports of him being hospitalized for like hallucinations and suicidal ideations. And so he had a lot going on. I guess so. I mean, if he legitimately couldn't do anything, I'm sure that took a toll on his mental health. Definitely. It sounds like also, he played a lot of video games all day while Kelly was working and he spent a lot of time by himself. So I'm yeah. sure he had some things going sure. on. Sure. Sure. So that's how Kelly ends up at the Oldenburg plant mm-hmm. or factory. I can't remember. And, Company. And um, she's hot and bothered because her mans can't perform. Girl needs to get herself. I see. Apparently. Okay. Because, okay. you know, she. Not the right way to go about it, Kel Kel, but. Yeah, we could have made better choices, we Kelly. Could've. We really could have. But when she gets there, that's how she meets Chris uh, Regan. Right. So they obviously hit it off. They start spending a lot of time together. I'm and sure they did. Yes. So, I mean, you know how the rest goes. I've I've heard tell of how things yes. like that can happen. So, a man know, and a woman being attracted to one another. Sparks fly, emotions yes. run high, and things happen. That's and, right. And they did. And, so, and uglies bump. And yes. <laughs> uglies were bumped. Yeah. Lots of uglies were bumped in this case. I'm just going to tell you right oh, now. I didn't realize we were being provocative oh, we today, too. Thick, Thick love twist. You <laughs> did not know where we were going with that choice of words, but all right. I love a good thick, thick love, love twist. twist. Hell yeah. That's going to be my saying from now on. Oh, me, so I'm going to go catchy. upstairs and use it with my husband just to see what his reaction is. I think you should. I want you to bring me the thick love twist, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I could get kinky in the bedroom. For I'm just sure, saying. For sure. <laughs> you should write. I, you know what? Maybe that's my calling. <laughs> Smut so. novels. Yes. Yep. This has got a thick love twist. And there you have it. My my calling has been yep. found. I'm going to come back to Chris's disappearance now. I just All wanted right. to tell you a little bit about Kelly. So now Kelly. we've got some background yep. on Kelly. She was created by God from the rib of a caveman, mm-hmm. made some poor choices in her life. Yes. Apparently broke her husband. She was thirsty. Yeah. Wasn't getting any at home. I see. She, girl was thirsting when she got to the UP, apparently. Okay. And do we know, was he really physically handicapped or could <clears throat> he just not get it up because he was married to a cave woman? It's, it's a good question because obviously through some of the video that, you know, they have of the interrogations and whatnot, he can walk. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. He really might have just been using the back thing to get out of having to work, do any household chores, Mm -hmm. or any thick twisting in the bedroom. Now, as someone who has back issues, I get it. Back pain is real, and it is among us. But I also know many (laughs) people that have used the, you know, back injury, marijuana, disability combination, trio. It's possible he was over-medicating, too, that he was just not in the mood for... The thick twisting. Yes. Because it sounds like he couldn't, like, use his penis at all. Wow. But he could walk. I don't don't know. Huh. 
Okay. But that's what I was. That's he what should the, get that the books out told medically. me. You really should. You better get that looked at, buddy. So as I had mentioned, there was the sticky note with the address found in the vehicle. Yes. In, in Chris's abandoned vehicle. So obviously police are going to be like, you know, where does this go to? Of course. And so they, you know, it was the address of Kelly and Jason. So naturally they show up to ask some questions. Right. Good way to follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Nice job. Especially okay. after, you know, now Kelly's name is being mentioned as a coworker that mm-hmm. he is connected to. So mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to go visit Chris and Kelly now. So when they get there, they were greeted by Jason, who was super unfriendly, didn't want to answer any questions, very rude, and told them that Kelly wasn't there and he didn't wasn't going to talk to them. Okay. So then after a couple minutes, Kelly comes out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. And they're like, well, why did you lie to us? Right. And Kelly was like, oh, he's just afraid. You know, he's just nervous. And he gets like this. Kelly is like bubbly, friendly, outgoing. Like, <laughs> I'll talk to okay. you. You know. Yeah. So she comes out like, hey, what do you what do you need? Oh. You know, I'm I'm here for you. That's- and. That's a red flag. So we have two complete opposite (laughs) things going on at this time. Yeah. So Kelly, they do bring her in for questioning, and she is very open about her relationship with Chris. She's like, I loved him. Yes, we had an affair. Yes, we were having sex. My husband knew about it. He was fine with it. It was, (laughs) you know. what they all say. Yeah. (laughs) They said she was very open about her sex life and she was like, I was very honest with my husband. I was sleeping with multiple people. And she legit was. Like, there was another man at Oldenburg that she was also sleeping with. Good God. I'm just going to chalk it up to lack of options because it's a small population, you know, people. As I'm researching this, I'm like, my <sighs> life is boring. Wow. Even, For sure. You know, this is mm-hmm. a lot of... One of the most scandalous things that my dog pooped on the floor... <laughs> Yes. I, uh, and that I'm really is okay. like right. the the worst thing going on in my life right now. <laughs> Potty training a puppy is right. it's hard work. It is horrible. But no, there was actually another guy she was legit sleeping with wow. at her job and his okay. name was Eric Erickson. So <laughs> I can't make this up. I know of another person named Eric Erickson. Really? Why do parents do that to their They're children? Like, Our name's Erickson. What, what name can we come we... up with? All the names in the world. Oh, Eric. Eric. We're going with Eric. <laughs> it must be Eric. Eric E. Erickson. That's his name. Yes. E. Triple E. Yes. His, his initials are just E. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, you know, she to- tells them, I was honest with my husband. He can't perform. He knew I was going to be doing this. He was fine. Girls got needs. She's like, Eric's fine with it. Chris, they all knew about each other. Yeah. It's cool, cool, cool. And we're fine, fine, oh, fine. Okay. Like, so she paints this picture of like, no big deal. She loved Chris. They spent time together all the time. And, you know, they were at each other's house. Like, she was very open with them during her investigation. It's hard to watch because, like, she doesn't have human feelings i don't think yeah no nervousness no nothing that is like, oh, yeah yeah isn't that creepy it it's, is it's I the really scariest do, type I, of it is of murderer because really they don't have any empathy none and so what they're doing is faking what emotion they think other people would be feeling at that time without their heart rate increasing yes. and that's exactly what you see on those videos yeah she is Cool as a cucumber. She's probably went her whole life navigating emotions that she never felt but had to pretend, Mm -hmm. had to fake. So, unfortunately, 
uh, Kelly's story doesn't um, hold up with Jason quite as warm and fuzzy as she painted it out to be. When Jason was questioned, um, he admitted that he knew about the affairs, Mm -hmm. but it became pretty apparent that he was very much not okay with them. Sure. And oh, sorry about it, Jason. His his Ooh. upset showed through. Sure, which I think it would. Yeah, you know, most it was definitely clearly ish, an issue for him. And he did indicate that yes, Kelly was honest about it, and she basically said, "I'm doing this, and if you aren't okay with it, I'm leaving you." And Jason, being in the state that he's in, he said, "Like, I, it was either try to deal with this or lose her entirely and be completely alone." And the poor man, you know, being impotent and jobless, I guess he wanted to try to hold on to his wife. Right. So he was like, okay, well, I'll there was do another, this. There was another option, Jason. I there know. was another option, man. Jason oh. presents as an absolute train wreck during questioning. I would oh. be, ja- I would be Jason. <laughs> like he immediately tells them, he's like, I'm just going to give you a heads up. I get really worked up. I have mental issues. And so I'm going to, you know, if I start getting worked up, this is how I am. And he starts crying, like, before they even start questioning him. Oh, yeah. Poor Jason. Oh, Jason. Like, if you would have got some mental health treatment, you know, maybe you could have come out differently. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he just immediately crumbles. And so the police are automatically like, okay, this is weird. Right. Yeah. Red flags are popping. Yes. But he doesn't, he doesn't say um, anything, you know. Incriminating. Incriminating, but they can tell, like, this man is, like, way too upset. Yeah. For being innocent. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. For not knowing anything. Like, we haven't even asked him a question, and he's yes, crying. Yes, he's crying. Yeah, the red flags are blowing in the wind. <laughs> they really are. So, no, they were both questioned several times after this because they were definitely the, you know, on the radar, to yeah, say the least. I'd say. And But there was nothing substantial yet. They didn't have they didn't a location have any physical of evidence, right? Right. Yeah. They don't have a body. They're still playing with these other possibilities because they haven't found anything solid yet. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to move. The, again, we're in the UP. Could he have went out and right. come up missing somewhere? Yep. So they're still questioning a lot of these things too, even though Kelly and Jason are like screaming red flags. Right, <laughs> are setting off the radar. Yes. So five months do go by. Wow. No body, nothing, you know, no mm-hmm. solid uh, leads yet. But they do continue to question and start and try to piece this case together. And despite the time going by, I feel like they they did a solid job. Like they did not give up on Mm -hmm. this case at all. Good. The other problem we get into is winter in the UP. Oh, and dear God. Oh yes, it lasts (laughs) Lasts about ten and a half months (laughs) out of the year. Two years later, when spring arrives. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Amen. Once snow hits, like there's no searching. No. And Mm -mm. nothing you can do. Yeah, there's there was nothing they could do. They continue to question people. They interviewed Eric Erickson, the other, you know, the third party, and they say like, "We understand you were seeing Kelly," and Eric's like. I wouldn't call it a dating situation. Right. He's like, we did. You I know, would call this up. Tinder without the app. Yeah, we're talking bag over the head for sure. Lights I have needs. off. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. But have to be up. You're sleep. You can sleep with anyone with the lights off. You can. Yeah. 
But he did make it clear that, yes, they had a sexual relationship. They did hook up. So he also didn't paint the picture of everybody knowing about things and being cool either, like Kelly did. Mm -hmm. He said that he did find out about Chris kind of later, uh, but he was given the impression that Jason was not in the picture at all. Oh, shit. So Kelly is spinning herself away. She is. And so he really thought that they were separated, and she he knew that she was married, but that... He right, wasn't in but, the picture. Right, right, right. I'm sure she was painting the whole, he has back issues, he stays home all day and plays video games and he can't get yep. it up and we're I'm getting leaving a, him. We're getting a divorce. And so he this was is like, just, no, I know I'm, nothing about this case. That was me just completely, I've dealt with people. <laughs> <laughs> you know people. But no, so they pieced together enough where Kelly's lies are obviously yes. coming out. And she um, seemed far too chipper and earnest to tell her side of the story. Exactly. So I don't know why I talk like an old school detective when I'm saying stuff like that, and I apologize for who I am. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. We we like who you are. Okay. We like uh. it. Um, so with all of this, and there was also a new district attorney in the area, and so with Ooh, a new DA in town. Who's motivated to to crack the whip here. Yeah. So they end up convincing uh, the judge to obtain a search warrant for the house. Wow. So okay. They finally, you know, after about five months, they're like, let's get Yeah, like get this them. man has disappeared and these, they Kelly's have a clearly connection. lying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something's up here. So they do get that search warrant granted to them. I want to mention this. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Eric mentions when he uh, unknowingly to the police when he's being questioned is that he and Kelly had went to... The park and go. I can't remember what it was called now, but that where Chris's where his car, car was, was. Found, that was a place that they had met up, oh, and they're like, dun, dun, dun. like okay, this Not is super shady. That mm-hmm. that's where his vehicles abandoned. Right. Um, I do want to mention Eric was very cooperative with the police. He he was noted as being non worrisome. Yes, check my phone. Yes, here it is. Um, mm-hmm. They said, would you take a lie detector test? He's like, absolutely. Great. He passes it. He's cleared. He had oh, no involvement. Oh, good. He was literally just getting some of Kelly on the side, I guess. Oh, all right. Side of Kelly. And <laughs> but truly had nothing it. to yeah. do with anything else. Okay. So he's cleared. But he me- like had mentioned that. A side of Kelly has to be the, the side at Thanksgiving dinner that you only eat because your aunt made it and she would be offended if you yeah. didn't. Or like a side of old cold slaw that you're like, ugh. Like, I don't want to eat it. Probably it probably has cat hair in it. Yeah. But I was told to clean my plate, so I'm oh, going to yeah. eat it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That paints a picture What is wrong right with us? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. Um, <laughs> I am here for it. But, yeah, so he's cleared, but they're like, all right, this is suspicious. Like, yeah. his vehicle's in this very place that Yep, that she likes Eric to, to mm-hmm. hook up at. So on March 5th. Of 2015, they get the search warrant. What did they find, Amber? Tell us what they oh, found. Oh, I'm going to tell you what they found. They did find some very questionable things in this house when, okay. they, when they finally got in there. So the first thing that they did discover is... Box of dildos. <laughs> I, I wish. Oh, okay. I wish that was like setting just, beside the bed or I'm, something. I just I saw a picture of her. I, I thought maybe. <laughs> I, not... Dogging anyone who has a box of dildos, I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you. I just It's quite a 
thing I've, to collect. I've done a lot of searches with uh, in, in CPS, and for whatever reason, porn and dildos are they go hand in every hand. household across oh, America, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They are a common thing. I have yet the to, American. Be, to be a part of one single search that something like that wasn't found. Oh. So the first thing that they did notice is one of the rooms, there was a very fresh coat of paint um, oh, in this room. You don't say. Yes. So that was noted as like, okay, during this and the whole rest of the thing, house is garbage. Yeah. The house was, it was not nice. I didn't think so. I don't mean to stereotype, but I figured that's where we were going with this. It looked like it needed some updating to say the least. Girlfriend can't brush her hair. She's not cleaning her house. Yeah. And so all of a sudden there's this like fresh coat of paint in yeah. one of the rooms. Yeah. Just trying me out some Sherwin Williams. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> So uh, immediately Chief Frizzle's like, this is very suspicious. Now, when they're in that room looking around and the other detectives was talking about when they were in that room, the light was just hitting ever so perfectly for them to notice that on the ceiling there were like droplets that were kind of showing through the fresh coat of paint. Like they could see the outlines of the drops. Really? On, when the light was hitting. Okay. So they were painted over, but they could yeah. tell that there was something there. Yeah. So they they do the luminal mm-hmm. testing, and, and they do discover <laughs> that there is some traces of blood. Now, the other thing that they noted is that the way it was on the ceiling and around the walls, it was like a spatter. I was just going to say. That you would see um, when someone is hit with something very violently oh no we need dexter up in here for sure like (laughs) if you learn nothing so they're like okay yeah this is suspicious right right explain this do you have a pig business slaughtering business on the side no okay so they collect a sample from this and they send it in because it is blood and they know it now and so they send that in to get testing tested so another thing i want to mention that they did find that was super suspicious and very disturbing is in the basement when they were down there they found some of jason's writings he was an aspiring author apparently oh so as they start looking they find they find like a book that he had started writing and it's titled quack quacks revenge uh did you say quack quacks revenge or just quack just one quack 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 okay two quacks i thought i heard two quacks in there Quack, quack Quack's Revenge. Yes, Quack Quack's Revenge. Um, quack Quack was Jason's online gaming name that he went by. Okay. So he was writing this book about Quack Quack, who's like his alter ego or I something. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Quack but, Quack. So inside the book, there was really dark content about Quack Quack going on a killing spree. Really? And there being an outsider in the picture that he had to get rid of. And it really resembled a very similar scenario to what was going on with Kelly's affairs. Oh, quack, quack. Yeah. Oh, no. I really hope when he got upset, he would be like, quack, quack's mad. (laughs) Don't upset, quack, quack. Quack, quack, no like. Yes. Shit. I just hope it was like that. Oh my that. god, his online gaming. But they're like, quack, okay, quack. this is a very similar scenario that he's writing about. Like, Chris has disappeared, and this book's talking about wow. Quack Quack getting revenge. I didn't and... see this coming. I never <laughs> thought we were going to have. I didn't think you'd see Quack Quack I today, think, did you? I didn't think I would say Quack Quack no. today like this. No. Isn't it, it's a treat to be able to say Quack Quack so today. So there, there is a, a 
the, a manuscript, if you will, of there is the Chronicles of Quack Quack, handwritten in the basement. I'm yes. Wow, I bet everything was spelled correctly. Too. I bet it was. So yeah, they're like, all right, we've got some suspicion oh. going on here. Yeah, you think? So we have that. We have this book, okay. and we have the blood that was found. Now I told you they sent it in, yeah, to be tested. And plot twist: when it comes back. Um, it does not match Chris's uh, DNA. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It's not his. Oh, shit. So just keep that in mind. Okay. You know, just hold on to that. Yikes. Um, they were able to, Chris had a son who was willing to comply, so they did get some, they were able to Get some his, DNA? Yes, okay. Yep. I was going to ask, so thank you for covering that. Yeah, so that's how they were able to um, get the DNA. But it was not Chris's blood that they found on that wall. Huh. Which is really just so disturbing. Maybe they did have a pig slaughtering business. They Illegal. Some, it was unlicensed. They they had something going on there because so the investigators they make they make several trips to the house, uh, you know, for searching purposes, and they found blood spatter in several locations of what? the house, not just in this room. There were other places where blood was spattered on the walls. So this literally is a slaughterhouse. Like, I, I'm sorry, people, but as a normal functioning human, you don't just get blood splatter on your exactly. walls. Exactly. So they're finding it, like, all over the place. That is bananas. So, and, and I think, you know, like I said, there's a series of times where they're out in the house. So yeah. a little bit later, like, they're still looking and they find more. And obviously they collect samples of these two. And everything had been painted over. Sure. But, you know, they're they're still collecting things. On March 25th of 2015, they paid yet another visit out to Kelly and Jason's house. But when they got there, they were gone. The place was deserted. Shocking. No traces of them. Did they collect the manuscript of Quack Quack for evidence? (laughs) Yes. Okay. They did get Quack Quack's uh, book, his revenge book. But uh, no sight of them when, when the police arrived that morning. However... The night before that visit, so two of Chief Frizzo's detectives. I just love that name, by the way. I know. Chief Frizzo. It's, Frizzo, it's I such love a good it. name, it is. isn't it? Um, so two of her um, investigators, they had snuck out in the wintry night, and they went out to the house and placed a GPS tracking device on the truck. No shit. Now, these two, like, I guess it had snowed wow. like a banshee, so there's it, deep snow. It's and not stopping a true youper, though. No, but what they not. did was the, so the truck tracks that from Jason's truck, mm-hmm. um, they walked, like, foot in front of foot through the tracks so they wouldn't leave their own tracks. Oh, my god! Stealth ninja. Yeah. This, I'm telling this team of people are badass. Master stealth <laughs> yeah, ninja. So they like creep up there, they put the device on, and they get back out of there. No traces Amazing. of them. Badass. For sure. So they did have that in place. So they, you know, the police were able to kind of have an idea of where Chris and right. Jason and, and Kelly were headed. Sorry, I said Chris. Yeah, I knew what you meant. So Jason and Kelly, they are headed back toward Indiana, which the police suspected they were going to, to be doing anyway. Is that where they were from? Yes. Okay. Yep, that's where they were from. They had family there. Sorry if you said that before and I... Oh, it's okay. I don't know if you did. It's a lot, it's a lot to take in. I'm still so stuck on it. quack quack, so... What the Iron River police start doing is they start coordinating with Indiana 
Um, sure. You know, because they know they're there. You know? Yeah. And they, these people have hidden blood splatter all over their home. Like yeah. someone's got to be yeah, watching them. Something happened. So they, they really collaborate well together on this case Good. because what they want is DNA samples from Jason and Kelly at this point because that blood belongs to somebody. Yeah. So they're like, we need to we figure need to this out. We need to rule it out that it's not yours. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Which we know it's not. Yeah. But. So Iron River, they, they coordinate with Indiana police and they're able to obtain the um, warrant to collect the DNA through Indiana. Which Jason and Kelly are probably like, how'd they find us so quickly? Oh, what is, is going so, on? It is so great. They found them at Kelly's mom's house in Indiana. Okay. And I apologize. I forgot to note the town. Um, it's a small town, but I forgot to note it. It's so right. anyway. Small town Indiana might not want their name put on blast with these people. So they, they find Kelly and Jason at her mom's house because the neighbor, which we're going to get to the neighbor, we are okay. going to get to the neighbor All right. of Kelly and Jason. Um, he is willing to comply with the police in finding them. And so he's texting them like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Like acting like he has no clue. Okay. Like, well, where are you at? You know, I haven't seen you. And so they end up telling him, you know, that's how they're, they're able to find. Because at some point they do le- lose the GPS device okay. and all of this. But sure. like they had an idea of where right. they were. So that's how they, they end up going there. They issue that warrant and they bring... Bring him in. And Jason on the camera, like, he literally, I think, shit his pants when Chief Rizzo walks in. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, God. It's you. Oh. She's like, hi, Jason. Right. Remember me? <laughs> yep. And so they comply with the DNA collection. They agree to do that with no problems. But as soon as she starts questioning them, and she is, like, no holding back, especially with Kelly. Mm-hmm. They immediately stop talking. They're like, we want lawyers. We've, sure. We'll, we'll comply with your DNA collection. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to giddy up with a lawyer now. I'm not answering any more of your questions. So they stop talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Which is their right. Yeah. I'll give them that. All right. Yep. And I probably would have right from the get-go knowing what I did, but okay. Chief Frizzo tells Kelly, though, she's like, I know that you're involved with this, and this is your chance to to talk. And if you're not willing to tell me anything, you're fucked. When yeah. all this comes out, because it will, don't. Right. It's going to be way worse right. than you ever thought. Like, yeah. she flat out tells her that. Awesome. But Kelly still, she won't talk. But, yeah, she's like, you're on your own. And Kelly's like, where's my husband? And she frizzle looks back and just, like, gives her a look and walks out the door. <laughs> So she's a badass. I love her. But, yeah, she was told, like, listen, if you're not going to comply, you don't want to answer questions. When we figure this out, it's going to be way worse for you. For sure. And they don't have still enough to get them, but they did did collect the DNA. What I thought was just, like, a gross cleanup job with that paint, you know, like, that's disgusting. You're painting over blood. You can't even clean it up. Well, it panned out for them because when they sent the um, samples in, the other samples they collected – they came back inc- inconclusive because of the chemicals that had mixed in with the blood. Okay. So they were not able to determine those other the other splatters, spa- splatters who they were. Okay. Or, you know, who they belonged to. Okay. So. Wow. So they did try to clean it up. A I bit think with they some knew sort of chemical. what they were doing. Yeah. So by January of 2016, huh, 
yeah, we're, we're so those, this started in 2014, yes. October of 2014 yes. to January 2016. This took a while. Yikes! So they still, I mean, even though they they obviously know, I know these, these two have these something things to do, do with take it. time. Yeah, but I'm not dogging them. It's just, yeah, like oof. the the DNA tests they gave, they had nothing. Like they, yeah. um, they were so upset about those coming back with you know, no leads to Chris mm-hmm. or no connections to Chris. So they couldn't do and anything And not with knowing them. who the hell they do have connections exactly. with. That's like terrifying. Somebody's blood is on this wall. Yes. Um, so the case, you know, it does kind of, there's a little bit of a halt at that time. Yeah. And then we're in another winter. Right, right, um, right. So as far as searching, it's not an option no. at that point. Terry had talked about she was really afraid this was going to be another cold case because they hadn't yeah. caught these two, and they hadn't found Chris, and she thought this may never get solved. However, as the universe sometimes does, this case took a little bit of a turn in February of 2016. All of a sudden, out of the blue, a 911 call comes in, very frantic, uh, needing an ambulance right away, and it happens to be Kelly Cochran calling from Indiana. Um, they were in Hobart, Indiana at this point. Okay. She's frantic. She's screaming. She needs an ambulance right away because her husband, Jason, is not breathing. He's really? unresponsive. She doesn't know what happened. He was sweating. He was. He just stopped breathing. So she's frantic, asking for an ambulance to come. Um, when the paramedics arrived, Jason was very purple. Uh-oh. And he was, like, sitting in an upright position. Okay. Purple clearly dead and so they didn't do any life-saving efforts because they knew he was like oh no gone. quack 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 is rest in peace rest quack in quack peace. he is gone um he's no longer with us yes it's and it was reported when paramedics got there kelly was very hysterical she kept getting in the way she was really deflecting from paramedics looking at him efforts getting to him so they actually had to like remove her from the room because she was being so over the top disruptive disruptive hysterical getting in their way so they did have to take her out of the area Hmm. smoke screen (laughs) eh? total uh, smoke screen definitely what they discovered after they removed her is there was a needle laying by jason so it was determined that he had <clears throat> obviously used heroin. Mm-hmm. And I think Kelly also indicated that too, <coughs> that he was, he had been using it. Okay. Um, so they, they concluded that he overdosed at the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like at the scene, they're like, it looks right. like he overdosed. Right, right, right. So I will know well, that. Well, it's not the EMT's job to investigate. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So it looked like, okay, we have a heroin overdose here. Yeah. This obviously was brought to the attention of the police. Yeah. And and eventually gets back to Chief Frizzo. It does. And also, when this happens, so one of Jason's best friends that lived in Indiana, yeah. you know, when they were back there, his name is Walter Ammerman. Um, he reached out to the police after he had heard this happened because he wanted to let them know there's no freaking way that Jason overdosed on heroin. Oh, there's wow. No way. Okay. Like he immediately was like that. Nope. Nope. Not nope. my best friend. Yeah. No. He's like, I don't believe this for a second. And he gave the police a heads up about what had went down in the UP that Jason had contacted him 
and said, you know, we're moving back to Indiana. They think we're involved in this murder case. And it was just really suspicious. Yeah. Jason was like, this guy disappeared. They think we have something to do with it. We don't, but we're leaving. And they up and left. So Walter tells the police all of this. Yeah. And obviously they're coordinating with the UP. So like all of this is kind of coming together. Mm -hmm. When Jason is taken in for his autopsy, one of the detectives that was on this case and had been kind of working with Kelly uh, makes it clear that they do suspect foul play. So, yes, they know that he had a lethal dose of, of heroin. Okay. But to also be aware that he may not have it, given it to himself. Correct. Yeah. So they kind of give that heads up of, like, if there's anything else, like, you know, suspicious, we need to know kind yeah. of thing. Because we don't think this was just accidental overdose. Mm-hmm. So... Lo and behold, when the autopsy comes back, they do find that there's significant pressure and hmm. bruising around his neck. Imagine that. And the the cause of death was determined to be asphyx- asphyxiation and not from the heroin. Oh, yes, there okay. was heroin yep. found, but that wasn't actually his cause of death. So, he Kelly, the heroin didn't work, so it she didn't. had to strangle him. Exactly. So Jason's death was ruled a homicide, okay. which they were kind of waiting for so they could yeah. really hone in on Kelly. Definitely. So when that happened, they're like, all right, we can finally, we're, we're going after her, basically. Right. So Kelly was brought in again because she didn't, I mean, she was still in the area. And, you know, once the police in Indiana have she realized the she connection. She had them bamboozled. Yeah. And the, they note, too, that even when she was brought in for questioning, this really all seemed like a game to her. Yeah. You know, she that really thought she me. could outsmart the police. And yes. so all of her answers were just, you know, she she really had just a great answer for everything. She was giving no, she stuck to her story, yeah. basically. So it, I feel like they picked up on there's almost an enjoyment out of this for her. Wow. Again, she has no soul. Right. So what the police end up doing at this point, because they're not getting anything from her, is they reached out to good old Walter for some help. And he Walter agrees, the neighbor. Walter mm-hmm. the, yeah, the BFF of Jason. From, oh, okay. Yes. In Indiana. In Indiana. He's the, the one in Indiana. He's okay. Yeah, he's Jason's like longtime best friend that had called and said like, listen, yeah. Yeah. you need to know what's going on. So he agrees to be an informant with them. Because apparently, even though they suspected, you know, obviously they knew Jason was murdered, they still didn't have enough to yeah. fully arrest her. And she, her oh, questioning. They didn't have a confession. And right. They no confession. Don't, yeah, they so don't have any witnesses. And so um, they, they asked Jason if, if he would be willing to help. And he agrees to be an informant for them. And what they do is they conspire this plan to basically have Jason call Kelly and say that he received a. Um, written letter from Jason a couple weeks before he died and that the letter said if something happens to me I want you to mail this to the Iron River Police Department and it was a sealed letter so he was like I don't know what's in it you know it was in this note that I'm supposed to send this to the police department if if something happens and he's like I don't know should I send it you know obviously this was all concocted right but he does a pretty decent job of delivering it. So he was like, you know, telling this to Kelly over the phone. And he's like, I mean, I don't know what to do. I feel disturbed about this. Should I send it? Should I not? And Kelly's just like, uh, 
She's like repeatedly just like, oh, she's like, no, do not send it. And Walter said like in that moment, he knew that they had something to do with Chris's right. death. Because they're up operating under the premise that she killed Jason because he knows what she did in Iron River. Mm-hmm. Now they are definitely. Right. They know there's a connection. If you had nothing to hide, you wouldn't care if the letter was sent mm-hmm. to the police in Iron River. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So this confirms suspicions that yes, Kelly like one hundred percent had something to do with Chris's disappearance. Not that they didn't already highly suspect it, mm-hmm. but it's just you know we're just like getting more mm-hmm. information. They continued to question Kelly over the next couple weeks, and one of the detectives in particular really tried to build a relationship with Kelly. And Chief Frizzo kind of took herself out of the questioning at that point because she knew. Kelly was not going to tell her anything. Right, right, right. They didn't like her. She was the one that was on their trail. So she took herself out of that. And one of the other detectives really tried to, like, build rapport with Kelly. Mm -hmm. And so he thought he was getting somewhere. And they really thought they were close to a confession. Doesn't surprise me that it's a man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks in, you know, they thought they were getting somewhere. And all of a sudden, the detective wakes up to a, a text from Kelly saying that the West Coast looks beautiful this morning. So they knew that she had taken off mm-hmm. and, and fled again. Obviously, nationwide uh, search Man is, hunt yes, is, on. is uh-huh. now on for Kelly. Walter talked about that he was shitting his pants, too, because he thought that Kelly was going to come for him oh, after yeah. he had agreed to work with right, the police. Right. And now that he knows, knows she has what something. she's capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was like, he was scared when they I couldn't bet. find her. Yeah. I would have been, too. I would have, too, for sure. Absolutely. That would be terrifying. They really thought Kelly was enjoying this kind of chase. For um, sure. The detective that was working with Kelly and building. She likes feeling like she's the one in control and she having does. the power. Yep. So when she fled, the detective continued to text her, and she wouldn't ever respond, but they could tell that she was, like, looking at the messages. Okay. So she mm-hmm. was still, you know, monitoring yeah. those and curious what he was saying. Mm-hmm. She never responded. So that went on for a couple weeks, and they did end up finding her not anywhere close to the West Coast. She was actually in Wingo, Kentucky. Of course she was. Yeah. Okay. I don't think she went anywhere close to the West Coast, but she went to her cousin's house in Kentucky. Right. That is where they found her. So, as I said, the police had really teamed up. The Indiana and Iron River departments had really um, come together to work on this case. So they both went down to Kentucky to question. Wow, okay. Yeah, talk about teamwork. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, but they've got a person that died in their county and then one that died that's missing in Iron River. So they're like, it's personal for both yeah, of them. Yep, absolutely. I think they did a pretty good job. With, with all of this, honestly. I know it took a while, but for being small, a small-town yeah. case, this yeah. could have went cold. Sure could have. So they go down there to question her, and I feel like this is kind of when Kelly knew the game was up because she does start talking Oh, okay. Um, at this point. And it became really clear to them that the love she had was not for Jason, but she really did love Chris. Oh. So when she starts, you know, confessing what happened – she indicated that she really loved Chris. So I'm going to tell you what happened, obviously. Kelly said that she was planning on running off with Chris, and he was the best thing that she had in her life. On the night of October 13th of 2014, that was just before Chris's, you know, had disappeared, mm-hmm. she got into a massive, huge fight with Jason. 
It was over the affair that she was having with Chris. Mm -hmm. So he, this is where it just gets weird. So he, Jason, had reminded Kelly that they had made this pact, you know, years ago when they got married, that if one of them were to be unfaithful, that the other one would be responsible for killing the the lover. Weird flex. <laughs> right. I would be um, questioning my marriage if someone presented this path I to me. I have to tell you, I've never had a conversation remotely close like that with my husband. I'm glad to hear that. Ever. I'm really glad to hear that. Also, why are we taking it out on the lover and not on the person? Like That's what I'm saying. I never understand that. Kelly, she said, I didn't really think he was serious about this, but it became very clear that this was very much a pact that he meant and was sticking to. Wow. So Jason basically told her, like, if you don't stick to this pact, I'm going to take care of it myself anyway. So she felt, I guess, kind of stuck because she thought, well, I'm going to lose my husband. I'm going to lose Chris. First and foremost, she, she said, I'm, I'm going to have to lose Chris, but... Then if I lose my husband, too, I'll basically have no one. So she felt like she had to help with this pact. That's her reason? Yes, that is. And it blows this my mind. This makes zero sense to that me. That people are like, gosh, I have no other choice but these options. Like, you literally have all the other options. We need to build some critical thinking skills here, people. Yeah, she's like, okay, so the pact, I mean, I can have to do just, this. Can we just put out one of those pathway thought wheels to just, to show, like, the people oh, could like follow, like your, a map? Here's some other choices yeah, that yeah. you could have like, here, taken. if this choice is presented to you, here's a positive choice, here's the no choice. Mm -hmm. And just, like, help people navigate through life that way, like... You know, you take on a lover and your husband wants to kill him. How about no? Yeah. Like, no, I could just work on myself. Yes. Over here. We could get a divorce. Yes. That's always an option. But this, obviously, I don't need to say this, but Kelly's such a liar, too. You're like, you just don't know where the truth well, lies. I but. really wondered if she was, I was going to present this, that was she willing to start talking after Jason was dead because he wasn't there to defend himself? I'm surprised that it even came out to be this weird because mm -hmm. I thought for sure she was going to be like, this is what I was hiding. I was an accessory to the murder. Jason did it. He was jealous over my mm -hmm. relationship with Chris. Yeah. So this is the story that she originally presents. She said on October 14th. Um, she no other options. Yeah. Zero options. So. I had to get rid of him or else he would. Yep. So I had, to, we made so, a pact. Right. I mean, we pinky swore. <laughs> yes. You do not go back on a pinky swear. And it was a serious pact. And so... It was yep. a meth-induced pinky swear on the night of our wedding at the courthouse. You can't help but wonder if meth was indeed involved in all of well, this. Well, for sure. But also, courthouse weddings are amazing. Not knocking yeah, them. No, I'm yeah, just saying. For sure. So Yikes. the next day, October 14th, as we know, this is when Chris Yeah, stopped missing. responding to, to um, Terry. She lures him over to her house. She's like, hey, what's up? Come over tonight. We'll yeah, have dinner. We'll have get a little you some. sex. Mm -hmm. It'll be good. And I mean, Chris is like, okay. So he goes ahead and he ha heads over. Right. I mean. Hence the address. I guess Chris was an old school kind of guy. He'd write down the address to find it. And he, you know. Yeah. My dad's that way. Honestly, you can't use a GPS in the UP. I don't know if you've ever tried. Oh, oh God. I know. You there's have to have the physical address, people. Full disclosure, there's been several times up there where the GPS staff's working. I'm like. 
my narrative starts. She was in the wilderness. Right, right, exactly. She had to survive for days. She had her whole life ahead of yes. her. <laughs> and she had nothing but a Verner's and a Pop-Tart mm-hmm. to survive. Living on berries yes. in the woods. She made clothes out of <laughs> leaves. Yeah, I, it's terrifying. It's, yeah, yeah, it sure is. So, anyway, he does go over there. He's like, okay. I'm going to take you up on this offer. So he heads over to the house. And according to Kelly, the two of them were literally, like, engaging in sex. And Jason sneaks up and shoots Chris. Oh, no. I know. Did she have to let it get that far? Part of me is like, the man died performing. And, I mean, at least he went out... Yeah, doing something he loved. Exactly. Like, at least he didn't see it coming and he went out. Listen, my husband has a serious heart condition. And for him, he's joked many times. Like, that's how he wants to go. That's the way. And I'm like, really? Because I'm going to have to be the one to tell your mother. Right. So I'm going to change the narrative a little. So so part of me is like, okay, Okay. at least he went out, you know. With a bang. With a bang. Damn. Literally. Literally. This poor man, if that is indeed how it happened. But how can you, how can, that is No, she does stay, she does stay uh, pretty consistent with that. that Okay, so that's pretty. He was, you know, engaging in the sex. Doing his best work. When Jason snuck up and shot him. Wow. Which I guess would be a good fuel for Jason to pull the trigger. Oh, absolutely. Physically seeing that. Seeing that I, I get that. Maybe that was part of the plan, so he could. I don't know. but Oh, this is all very, yeah. very a lot. It's It really it's, takes a turn. It's very a lot, Amber. And there's even more to come. So you've just, you've just, made me go against my grammatical rules. <laughs> there is there is more a lot. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, according. <laughs> it's more a lot. <laughs> So We're just going to title Chris, the episode that. It, that's actually a really There's good title. There's more a lot. Because you just don't know how much there is until you get into this. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. There's so much here. You had me at quack quack. <laughs> Poor quack quack. Quack like, quack. Quack quack's revenge. Sees, yeah. I didn't see quack quack's <laughs> revenge being during Coming sex. to life. Yes. Quite like this. But it does. Yeah. So after uh, Chris's Sean killed, this is all again Kelly's initial confession. Sure, have, yeah, yeah. Um, she said that Jason proceeds to begin dismembering Chris in the basement. Oh God! Um, okay, the man who can't work because his back is so broken. Apparently, can we conjured up all the strength. He can dismember a full ass grown man. You are correct. With an electric saw, maybe it was easier on the back. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I'm not up to par on my dismemberment tools. I'm guessing it is slightly easier. Um, But still no chump work. I mean, that That is physically taxing. I don't know that people really realize the amount of effort that goes into dismembering a body. So I've read. Uh, Exactly. It's it's quite a job. My understanding. So, so I'm going to call BS on your marijuana card for your back problems. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. So they they do fully and dismember. Your, your erectile dysfunction has nothing to do with your back problems. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, I will mention that the neighbors do recall hearing a saw going all night. Oh, damn. so they're like, what's going on at the neighbor's house? Um, oh, oh, oh. So and again, uh. like I said. We're going to talk about those neighbors. Okay. <laughs> you just wait. Okay. Um, according to Kelly, this was all Jason. 
that he mm. was doing the dismembering. She didn't really know that this was all going to happen. She couldn't hear the saws, but the neighbors could. Yeah. Okay, Kelly. She well, slept through it from all the sex. Well, it gets better because, so she said, like, she didn't realize that that part, the dismembering was happening until she went down in the basement. Fuck's sake. She sees Jason proceeding to do this. And let me under let me explain too. I don't understand the dynamic here, but they I guess they were having sex like right by the basement stairs. Okay. So I think as one does. Yes. It's, why not? Why not? So Jason apparently like snuck up behind Chris at that point and then took him into the basement. Uh, okay, just sure. To, Give you in the details. Uh-huh. So Kelly, I guess, wasn't down there. This is, again, all her, her Kelly, that she does go down there and sees Jason proceeding to dismember Chris. Mm-hmm. And she's in shock, and Jason proceeds to, I'm just going to give you a little warning. This is a little shocker. Okay. So he proceeds to pick up Chris's uh, severed hand. Oh, God. And wave it, saying, this is the last time he'll ever say goodbye to you. What the fuck? I can't make this up. Yeah. We're, we're just going to let that Sorry, everyone. hang in the air, everyone. Okay. That's what she said. So he's got a sense of humor. I guess so. Poor taste, man. Also, how many times did he wave goodbye to her? Like, was that a thing? It may have I, Or been. was he just being an ass? I think he was being an ass, but... Do you think that's true, or do you uh, think that she's got a flair for the dramatic? This case has so much to it. I think it's so, probably true. I don't uh, know. True, that's true. Was it in Quack Quack's Revenge? Um. Oh, good question. I'd like to I read that. I need a copy book. of that. <laughs> no, I someone need to see get Quack us. Quack's Revenge. I'd like to know. Was a wing waved? Then we will know. Yeah. Wow. So apparently, so that's how disassociated from the situation that we're at now. Yeah. I question if it wasn't her doing the dismembering. If he truly had a legitimate back injury Mm -hmm. or partaking in it because of the physical force it takes to dismember a body. Mm -hmm. We're going to dig into that. Okay. Trust me. Okay. Because this is, again, like all her original, her story, Jason's not here anymore. Right. Conveniently. But Mm -hmm. I do also want to mention, as we know, when, when the two of them were questioned it became very obvious who the weak link was right so, you did mention that I right think you're yeah. onto something uh, yeah she wore the penis yes, i get it that mm-hmm. he was you know uh, the police also and the investigators also questioned that too that okay jason really did all of this on his own yeah 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 so good observation well thank you it's like i've done this before yeah and then when you watch them it's like night and day kelly doesn't skip a beat she doesn't you know, you know not a drop of sweat. Mm-hmm. Jason is sweating, crying. <laughs> Jason is a mess. Yes, he is a bodily. That would be me. Fluids, that would be me. Tears, yes. sweat, fluids everywhere. Right, probably urinating his pants. Yes, that's so. Yes, you are right. That is the biggest question. I'm like, yeah, okay, he mm-hmm. did this all by himself. Mm-hmm. Apparently, after the dismemberment, body parts were put into garbage bags, and some of them were put out into the woods. Now, the other part of this is that another neighbor recalls that the next day they were burning something that smelled horrific. Oh, shit. And it was so strong that the neighbors actually went over to say something to them. Like, WTF. This this is bad. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, just burning a body over here. NBD. They said, uh, we're just burning leaves. And the neighbors, like, uh, lived here all my life. 
never smelled leaves like a that. A maple doesn't smell like that, honey. And apparently the neighbor was even like, well, we could get the cops over here to see what you're really burning. Like, they yeah. they were like, what is going on? For sure. So they said it was like something they'd never smelled before. It was awful. Listen, my neighbors called the cops on me for burning literally a bathroom rug. They saw, really? I swear, I shit you not. It was like a two by one bathroom. I love this, this tiny little square of carpet that I just threw on top of burning leaves, like actual leaves, not a metaphor for human. Uh-huh. And <laughs> true, true leaves here. He saw a little bit of black smoke, so he called the fire department. I'm not even kidding you. Oh and I was like, honest, gosh. I was like, okay, literally I did a, like a two by two. It was, it was this little rug that goes in front of my, my kitchen sink. And they were like, well, this is actually a $5,000 fine for burning. What? what? Yeah. And they did not give me the fine, but they were like, your neighbor's a dick. Cause by the time they came, of course the smoke's all white cause That's I'm burning petty. leaves. Oh, he was horrible. That dude was horrible. And he doesn't listen to podcasts, I'm sure. But if you are, you, you suck, suck, man. Sir. You know who you are. <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, not where we live now, obviously. But yeah, so yeah. I, he legitimately could have called and they would have responded to that. Like apparently they take that very seriously. Which I don't <laughs> think they they did, but gosh, they should have. You yeah. know, he should have called the the police, but oh. they they remember that day. I don't think you'll dis- forget that yeah. smell, <laughs> yeah. Amber, from what I understand. Yeah. So this is where I'm also going to mention to you, just an alert, this makes me, this made me physically ill when I was uh, reading okay. and researching. So if so you're eating something, put, put it, it down. down. <laughs> yes, please put it down. Especially if it's a burger. Dear God, put it down. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Please put it down. Okay. Um. So there is very high speculation that after Chris was murdered, he could have possibly been served to the neighbors. And I will t- give oh, you the oh, details about that. Oh, fuck. Amber, yeah. no. So after Chris disappeared, like just a couple days after, now mind you, the neighbors did not know Chris had disappeared. Of like course, this was right. all still yeah. unfolding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so a couple days after that, Kelly and Jason invited the the neighbors over for a barbecue. The neighbors that threatened to call the cops? Not those. There okay. was a different one. More neighbors. All right. So David Saylor was the neighbor, and I he had a, a wife too, but I, I didn't catch her name. But he does. He talks on the okay uh, on series. The mm-hmm. So they... They, number one, thought this was odd because Jason and Kelly never had barbecues. They never asked the neighbors over, I, I guess. Oh. Uh, David. I wouldn't either if blood splatters all over my walls. Exactly. I guess David and Jason smoked uh, marijuana together once in a while, but they okay. never did, like, barbecue stuff. So yeah. they're like, okay, this is weird, but yeah. all right, we'll they're go. They're not throwing shrimps on the bobby. No. So they were, number one, they, they thought that was just out of the ordinary sure. for the invite, but they did end up going. Oh my god! But they also noticed noticed that when they got there, Jason and Kelly had a ton of meat. Like there was just like po- pounds of meat. I know. Oh no! It's so disgusting to me. And so David questioned, like, where did you get all of this? Have like, you what been happened? Hunting? And it's I out guess, of season. Yeah, Jason told David Sailor that he used to work at a butcher place for exotic meats, and that that's where he had gotten it from. So already the, st- oh, the story. Oh, it's exotic, all right. Yes, already the story sounds shady because we know oh, Jason didn't work for sure. And he wasn't a butcher, so and he didn't get exotic meats. Although I never found anything where Kelly fully confessed to this, they really think. I'm this sorry, is what you happened. guys put it together. 
David, I mean, honey, I'm so sorry. Oh my god, he ate a yes. burger. No, David compared it. He said they remember they had burgers and they were really odd tasting, and he compared it to like a lobster texture. Oh, this is no. his words. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I would have no idea. I remember but just thinking, okay, this is this is weird. Weird. It's and, not hamburger. And he's saying it's exotic meat. So mm-hmm. what's a you know what's a neighbor to do? Never in a million years would you think that they're filleting yes. up humans like for said, crying out loud. At the time, they didn't know that Chris was no, missing. Right. They, so they just were like, okay. They are victims, too. But they did feel some sort of way that day. They remember thinking it was odd, not knowing any of the other details yet. They yeah, were like, this is weird. Probably because some of, of Chris's soul entered their body. Exactly. And on the Dead, on the dead North uh, documentary, David does quote, I believe we ate him. <laughs> I believe you did too, David. I'm chuckling to cope because this is so horrible. horrible. And I will tell you that David does talk about, like, after all of this unfolds, he had serious issues. Oh, I'm sure. He said that he dropped a ton of weight because he couldn't eat certain things. And he just felt so troubled. He's probably full-blown vegetarian now. Oh, my gosh. How could you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But he said he had significant issues after this. Like I'm so sorry. Trying to wrap your brain around thinking that you could have possibly done this and Mm -mm. not known it, and Mm -mm. yeah, that's too much. And I just like listening to that. I felt ill for him because I can't imagine having that feeling of like having to accept Mm -mm. that you did this Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and you know and unknowingly did it. You would struggle. I mean, I can see. He said I would struggle to eat and to Mm -hmm. cope. He can't eat certain things, and he has food issues and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, I totally get it. But certain textures, and I am impressed that he could talk about it for the I interviewers know. for the documentary. I know that would be very difficult because he does like these are his words. He he said, "I believe we ate him." Yeah. So, I, like I said, I didn't find anything that Kelly confessed to that. But like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry, that's not a coincidence. They weren't just all of a sudden getting a ton of meat after dismembering a man. I know. It's like it was like two days later. Right. And and I'm sorry, but they wouldn't have been able to afford exotic meat anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, 100% you ate him. And I'm so sorry you were a victim in all of this, too. That's really horrible. It is. Uh, They're just like everyday, ordinary UP Dwellers and they didn't deserve that. It's it's like you just called them UP dwellers. Yes, (laughs) you dwellers of the they are the the youpers, the poor youpers. I I, it is really you know what, and we are so sorry from a couple of trolls down here. This troll laughs as a coping skill because it's really not funny. Yeah, it's not. It's It's disgusting. I cannot believe. Doesn't it make you feel some sort of way? It really does, does. Of just like what a victimization. Mm-hmm. For both Chris and for the people that I, yes. unknowingly consumed him. Unlo- but did they freeze the meat and eat it themselves? I don't know. That is a really good question. Okay, because you're in the UP. There are deer everywhere. It's October. It's bow hunting season. I think they did. My understanding is they did a little of this, little of that. So they probably cooked some of it, but they, they do find remains in the woods. So they did discard some of it, but maybe they just didn't want to do all of it because also you said that there some blood didn't or the blood didn't match it like did they do this frequently we'll get to that okay we will get to that 
You were oh just on to you were onto them. Oh, but I yeah. Just, so that is, I do want to mention that is a high speculation in this case, and it is so freaking disturbing. But David was, you know, he does speak about going through that and how he feels about it, and you mm. know, he, I think he internally knows, like, because he, he's so disturbed by it, even though it wasn't confirmed. Like he really, you know, you don't get those feelings about something so strongly unless you. Probably for sure. know it's true. For sure. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. So, well, and he recognized that he was the one that was there. He recognizes it yeah. wasn't regular meat. Well, even instinctively when they were there not knowing about yes. Chris, they were like, this is weird. This is weird. Yeah. This is yeah. odd. And so. Yeah. yeah. That's not for I nothing. I think they knew something. Oh, shit. I would be full-blown vegetarian after that. Absolutely. I might be after this episode. Yeah, I know. Just for the record. Someone offers me exotic meat, I'm going to need to see the package. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Show me that this is elk. I want to see you take it out ostrich. of the package. Right, right. Yes. You better be pulling it right out of the animal's uh, ass because I am not eating that. Poor David. It's just, it's terrible, honestly. Oh. But I'm so sorry for them. According to what Kelly says, as soon as Chris was dead and it was real, she developed this deep resentment for Jason because she loved Chris. She Chris, really supposedly. did love Chris. I don't know if she is capable of feeling <laughs> I, for the good, record. Good point. But so she immediately starts hating Jason because he took mm-hmm. the only thing that she had good in her life away, mm-hmm. even though she helped kill him. But she was then, like, you took him okay. away. This is all kinds of completely messed up. Isn't it? So she ends up deeply hating Jason. And so she, you know, that's when her true, like, anger toward him set in. Mm-hmm. And so on February 20th, you know, the day that Jason dies, she saw her opportunity. So she did confess that, yes, she wanted him dead. She hated him for her the loss of Chris mm-hmm. after that. So uh, Jason was Still complaining of his back pain. It was getting worse. He was complaining nonstop. So she was like, I've got something. Oh, God. I got something for you that will take your back pain away. So she intentionally goes out and gets a lethal dose of heroin to, and she convinces Jason to try it. Like, oh, this is reasonable. This will numb you right up. I'm sorry, but if someone was like, hey, try heroin, you have back pain? Yeah. I'm not going to be like. Okay. Yeah, that sounds sure. reasonable, especially when you Go know get me that some. she's capable of murder. Exactly. Hmm. But he agrees, so she goes and gets the heroin for him, knowing it's a lethal, lethal dose that she got. Again, she was into drugs, so she probably knew what she was doing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So she brings it back, injects him with it, but unfortunately uh, for her, J- uh, Jason wouldn't die. He, she wow. was like waiting How for him to overdose. Considerate of him. Yep, he wouldn't die. So according to her, she decided, well, I'm just going to finish this off myself, and she proceeded to go uh, up to him and she strangled him. I'm guessing he was high at that point. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how handicapped he was, but yeah. she did like overpower him and strangle him. Okay. She said he looked scared and confused as he died. Well, yeah, as she I bet stood he over him, did, and I guess he was throwing up at the time while she was strangling him. So it was probably a really disgusting scene uh, and death. Uh, Isn't that horrible? It's awful. I'm not and saying. I mean, Jason, Jason had issues, but clearly, if he did not partake in the death of Chris, he damn well knew about it. Yeah. So we're not talking about an upstanding citizen. Yeah. Did he deserve to be murdered? No. I don't 
I don't did doubt he, he was a part of it. I don't think he was a part of it the way she portrays it. I agree. And did he deserve to have his time in court and be locked away? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to die a horrible death like that, I don't wish on anyone, really. Yeah, but it sounds like a dis- really just horrible way to go, for sure. And also... Looking at your wife as you're vomiting. Yes. And dying. And feeling whatever from the heroin that apparently maybe he had not done before. And I'm sorry, but I wouldn't want to be looking at, That's the last at Kelly thing as that I'm you entering see. the no. pearly gates. No. no. I'm not certain that he made it to the pearly gates, but oh. Yeah. I'm not sure the that the fiery I, ones, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I still don't want her face to be the last thing no. I see on the earthly plane. No, no, no especially that one mug, mug shot that I showed you. No, 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 no. So, oh, that's quack quack. I'm sorry, quack. man. Rest in peace, quack, quack. Rest in peace, quack quack. And you know, may you find something, something on the other side. I don't know what there is for you. It sounds like you had a chaotic life for sure. I don't know how I feel about that. Because on the one hand, you can't convince me he didn't have something to do with the murdering of a completely innocent man. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely involved in some way. But, um, oh, uh, but, but I just don't think anyone deserves to be strangled as they, tr- like as they vomit. No. Yeah. No. So after this confession, uh, Kelly is charged with the murders of Jason and Chris both. Sure. April of 2016. Um, 19 days after Kelly's confession, she does actually lead the police to where Chris's remaining remains were. <laughs> I like I mean, how you put that. Yeah, remaining honestly, remains. Because, yes. Because they did, all they really found was his skull and okay. um, they found his glasses and a can of his chewing tobacco. That's the, that's what they. That's it? Yeah. So. Okay. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that they did not feed. I know. Which I they know. also ate. Correct. I think so, because they all had the barbecue together, so they must have. Yeah, don't go to Kelly's barbecue anymore. No, we're not going to Kelly's for a barbecue. And maybe never a barbecue again for me, because I'm... Agreed. Traumatized. You know, this doing this podcast really fucks us up, and I feel like the next BBQ invite that I get, I'm going to be like, are we serving human or cow? Well, because we're so troubled, we'll be like, how dare you invite me to a barbecue, (laughs) you bastard. (laughs) You're so right. We will overreact and no one will know what it's about. No clue why. And then I'm going to be like, see, now I know you don't listen to my podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We can do vegan barbecues. That's that's what it's going to have to be. I would like tomatoes and cucumbers on a skewer, please. Yes, no meat. Oh, isn't this, it's just so horrible. But yeah, that's all of the remains that they were able to find. But at least they did find... Something you know, something for they, his family. There was a shot, you know, a bullet hole in the skull. Okay. So that did confirm he was shot. From behind or from? From, from behind. Yep. It was okay. in the back of his head. So he was on top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'd like to. Or, I'd like I to mean, have if they were in the basement stairs, maybe like behind. Because he snuck up behind. Right. Yeah. So something. There's, yeah. There's two options. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave that there. So. Uh, moving forward let's, from that, let's, let's, but it is a good question. Let's thrust forward, shall my, we? In my overthinking brain, I did think the same. I'm like, how did he safely do this while Kelly was physically? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That, there. that was my thought too. Like, how could have shot we... her too? Yeah, that. Which, Not that I'm concerned, which but... Jason might have been okay with. 
both Maybe. of them going. Uh, that was his opportunity, really, but... He was he so codependent, though. He needed... True. They both were, Also, you know. he could not have dismembered that body by himself. I'm no. sorry. Then it would have given him two bodies to have to get mm-hmm. rid of. I think you're on to something. Okay. I just, I just wanted to know, because that was where my thoughts exactly of, like, how did they guarantee that the bullet wasn't going to also get her? I know. Okay. We, we, mm-hmm. we, know. we know. As two we procreating see. adults, yeah. we understand the, the semantics it all of together it. now. Yes. So on February. Mystery solved, <laughs> yeah. everyone. We, the final puzzle piece has been yes. put yes, it together. Has. Time to frame it. Um, so on February 13th of 2017, Kelly was arraigned on the charges of the murder, mm-hmm. uh, lying to the police and the desecration of a human body. Um, during the pro- the the trial, though, we'd started to talk about a little of this. The, the prosecution, they paint a different picture of what Kelly had said, much like you and I have been speculating that... You know, Chris was getting ready to move to South Carolina. She, I believe she loved Chris, but the prosecution, you know, tries to point out that Chris probably didn't feel the same about her. He was no, leaving. he was leaving. And uh-uh. She was simply a piece of ours mm-hmm. for him to get before he went on to the Tanner younger. Yeah. Less methy. And- Terry People. is beautiful. Like, I mean, he was yeah. not a bad-looking guy. Right. And Terry was was so pretty. She was a school teacher. Like, I no, don't know that Kelly. he was it. I hate to say that, but. I, I mean, don't. You saw she Kelly. murdered him. You saw Kelly. Right. Okay. There's no she, denying it. He wasn't going to put a ring on no. it. No. And I think that's the approach the prose- prosecution takes that, you know, she probably did love him, but she also you know, may have known that he didn't love her. And he literally was probably the best she's ever had. Yeah. Before. That wasn't I a mean, sexual reference. I meant just the most stable. He's oh, no. good looking. He's I'll got show a you job. Jason too. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> he, Chris was an upgrade for sure. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you know, with him leaving, Kelly's a little cray. It could have just been a vengeful thing. And they don't believe for a second that Jason was behind any of this. Yeah, yeah. That they they believe that Kelly was the mastermind and that there's a possibility that because Chris was leaving and didn't feel the same, that, well, he's not going anywhere without her. So yeah. they think that could be a part of, because she very willingly lured him over to do this. The other reason that I don't think that Jason really had anything to do with it is because of the simple fact that she, Kelly, clearly did not fear Jason at all. Oh, if no. If he was capable of murder, she may have been more fearful of him. She wasn't scared of him at all and was like, mm, nope, it's time for him to go too. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill him. Clearly here, she's the one capable of murder. Yeah. Now, their relationship was crazy. They had a lot of fighting and Jason had a ton of mental health issues. Yeah. So he was noted to like threaten to kill her and himself mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But- the way she was like, I'm going to have affairs and you're going to accept it. Like, there yeah, was no that's what way I mean. she feared she, him. No, exactly. Exactly. So, the, definitely she was running if the anything, relationship. anything, it was probably the other way around. I think she probably had the ability to convince him to take part in it because yes. he he didn't yes. want to lose her. Correct. So His codependency, possibly also fear as well. Yes. So, I think that they're on to something yeah. with that because I don't believe that sweet little innocent Kelly... 
had no idea that Jason was going to dismember it. I think they did it together. There's Absolutely. no way he he did no. it solo. No. No way. Mm-mm. During the trial, though, she did change her story. The prosecution, they actually call Kelly to the stand during the trial. And she changed things up a little bit, which just shows she lied so much. I mean, it shows that, that she, I mean, the, the truth just lies in there somewhere. Just how guilty she is, yeah. But in, in the trial, she said that... She tried to say that Jason was extremely abusive, which she had indicated some before, but like up to the ante, like he's super abusive. She didn't know that Jason was home when she invited Chris over and then he snuck up and um, so this shot is a, Chris. This is after she's talked to her lawyer and yeah. this is what her lawyer came so up with. So that original confession, you know, with all of those details, now mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I didn't know yep. he was home. He did this. And I'm sorry, but if he's super abusive and you're so scared of him, you're not bringing your side piece to your home when your husband doesn't work and could be there at any exactly. time. It's not like he was off on the job somewhere right. and she didn't know he'd be Coming home Get or something, you know. A life woman. <laughs> but she completely changes it. Just makes her look even that much worse. Because yeah. it's just lie after lie and with her. And it's a bad lie. It's a really, so really bad. bad lie. And she's done nothing but lie the whole time. Right. You know? So... Like I said, nobody was buying it. If anything, I'm not telling people how to get away with murder, but I would have just been like, yeah, he was okay with us. He told me he was okay with us doing this. Um, he was a, you know, away. I brought Chris over. He snuck up behind him, did that. And at that point in time, he told me that I had to help him or he was killing me too. Yeah. And I felt like the only way that I could get away from him is by murdering him as well. That at least sounds I mean, better than her. Hire me as a defense lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you're more that convincing than her way story. Way more sense than what the fuck ever happened here. Like I said, I would have been over there crying with Jason, so I got, <laughs> I got no chance. <laughs> I have wet myself. As soon as he starts crying, I was like, I feel you, Jason. I would do yeah, that too. Even if I yeah. was innocent. I, really, I, li- I, I like how he's just like, I just need you to know I'm yeah. an emotional person yeah, and I'm like, gonna I just, cry I get worked up yeah I, I, I can see myself doing that I relate to that but so um you know she wasn't too convincing that she was innocent in this clearly it only took the jury about three hours mm-hmm. to come to a most of that was ordered guilty lunch. verdict yeah <laughs> <laughs> waiting for their lunch to arrive yeah um she was found guilty she was sentenced to 65 years in uh, prison. Good. How old was she at the time of her sentencing? She was, th- I believe she was 33 or 35. Okay. I think she was 33 when all this started. So she all could right. have so been we'll about be, 35. She'll be crotchety if she did make it mm-hmm. the whole 65 years. Mm-hmm. So she's in, serving in the UP, so serving her time. Um, a, another little piece of this case. So they said this would have been a complete slam dunk for both murders. However, uh, Kelly was offered a plea deal because after her trial was over for Chris in uh, the UP, mm-hmm. she was extradited to Indiana sure, for the other for trial for Jason. But she entered a plea deal that if she confessed that she would serve no additional sentencing. Okay. for Because um, they're basically like she's already put away for the rest of her life yep. essentially. So no no Chris. other um, sentencing would be. Okay. You know, so basically she was obviously found guilty. But Is no. she eligible for parole on good behavior? You know. Good question. I don't know. I uh, need to to find that piece out. I ha- I think she was denied. She appealed something and was denied, but I okay. forgot to look at the I would parole. Hope that each time, I and would hope literally she would not. unless she's like eighty nine and was walking with a colostomy bag. That <laughs> then they're, they're like, now we'll let you yeah. out. Yeah, 
Yeah. In the UP. But now she's had a taste for human flesh. God only knows. Yes. So she is serving her time. And so a twist in this case, as you brought up, is that because of basically the way that, number one, they the two of them, we obviously think primarily her, had the capacity to dismember a body in such a way, clean up in such a way and do what they did. And possibly eat it. And possibly and more than likely ate it. That this is not their first rodeo. Absolutely not. The blood belonged to somebody. They, you know, didn't yes. confirm whose that was. And Kelly has confessed to killing other people. They suspect she has killed possibly nine other people. Holy hell. Yeah. But nothing has ever been substantiated yet. Even Chief uh, Frizzo suspects that they have done this together before, that Jason and um, Kelly, being the mastermind, have killed others. But they haven't, they have no leads yet on that. They don't know anybody, you know, officially. But just the way that they did this, they were able to clean it up, you know, pretty well. I mean, they didn't. But honestly, we cannot rule out the fact that they did this because they enjoyed cannibalism. Yeah. Cuz that was the way their they served person mm-hmm. to consume. What if they did this as a means I, to live? I don't disagree with you. And so I I'm curious to see if something else unfolds on this because like uh. I said, her uh, Kelly's brother also believes that she has killed more people. And she has admitted to killing people, but they just haven't are found they anything. A lot of missing. Are there a lot of missing people um, up there? So, from what I have read, there's no like substantiated, like you know, links to anybody specifically, like named. So okay. they don't know who the people are okay. yet. So I'm really, I want to, you know, kind of follow this to see if they find anything else because even investigators believe she has killed other people. Yeah. Well, a hundred percent. Yeah, that blood did not match Chris's. Sorry, guys, there was blood but blood all over that house. Yeah, blood splatter all over the house does not mean that you're leave, living a squeaky clean no. life. And the other and blood it didn't match them. Mm-hmm. So, which I feel like you'd be like, yeah, that's from the time that I accidentally cut my arm off with a chainsaw. Yeah. That's how that happened. There would have been explanation if it had been their blood to begin with. I accidentally cut my arm <laughs> that one time. That one I lost time, my arm, but, but no. In the other the other blood that they found, they couldn't conclude because of the right. chemicals. So right. who knows what that was from? For sure. So they believe that Kelly is possibly a serial killer and a cannibal. Mm-hmm. And the way that they served. You know, yeah, the, at the barbecue. Like, that's way too, honestly, that's more like expertise. I mean, quite frankly, there's only the skull and then some of his paraphernalia found. No more, they, no they other didn't body find parts. the rest. Like, it's not your first rodeo when just a couple of days later, you're having a BBQ. Yeah. And there are patties served like like hamburgers. Yes. Okay. This is not your and first you time. you invite people over. Correct. Yeah, no, that's not a first-timer move right that's, there. That's what, you know, the general consensus is, is that, like, nobody, this wasn't just a jealous rage. Mm-mm. It was part of it. Mm-mm. But this just, that wasn't That all. was a convenient part because of it. Because if it, you shoot someone out of, like, a love triangle, you don't need to carry out with all the rest. Correct. The dismembering. Yes, yes. And, and the whatnot. consuming and serving him to your neighbors that yes. you seemingly so, liked, right? 
Yeah. They got they along were, with the neighbors. Uh, David Saylor had said that they, you know, he and Jason smoked marijuana together. Right. They became friends over that because he was like, I like to smoke weed. Yeah. So, you know, they Jason was a quiet guy, but they were buddies with that. And so, yeah, they invited, they were friends with them. And they invited wow. them over for that. There is some sick pleasure in that. I agree. That's why I think they're completely cannibals. Yeah. I agree. Yikes, everyone. Isn't that a lot for you? That's to... too much. And I, I thought the worst part was going to be Quack Quack's Revenge. The quack. manuscript that never got published. Poor Quack Quack. Then he ends up, you I don't know. know if he is poor Quack Quack. I think he likes eating people. True, true. Yeah, we shouldn't say poor Quack Quack because Quack now Quack is I... cray cray. Right. He is a quack quack. Yes. I'm starting to understand his gaming handle. Yeah. What? Yeah, he had a lot of issues. Like, he'd been, you know. Okay. Between this episode and one of our, the bonus episode that you just released to our Patreons, Shitty Diaper Baby, I can Maybe can't... people need a break from me. I can't. <laughs> You're a lot lately. Yes. I am really throwing a lot at oh, you guys. If you're curious, crimecuriouspatreon.com, man, a uh, 5 or $10 a month donation gets you access to Shitty Diaper mm. Baby episode. Such a tragic uh, but very disturbing case. It also keeps you know cases like that coming, but yikes, yeah. you have been really... Just, I feel like we've had a lot lately between we have. Sandra we have. and this. And then the one that I'm going to bring you is it's equally as disturbing. Mm. There is not as much. I, I dug as absolute deep as I could, got court records and everything. So mine will not be two hours long like yours is. Oh, God, I'm con- sorry, Congratulations. Everybody. I dug in. You dug your claws right on it. There was too much to not, you know, yeah, include. include. So I was I'm I was into it. This was an intense episode. It is. Thank but you to Jim. Is, I, I know of a couple. Oh, Jim requested yes, this. Yes, Jim suggested this. Hey, thanks, Jim. So, thanks for listening. I mean, it's his fault, not mine. But yeah, I, I we, did choose to cover it. We blame you, Jim. Thanks. No, no it is just wonderful. And it's so crazy that our beautiful UP, yes. that's, you know. So funny story, though. I do know of a missing persons case that some relatives that I have in the UP suggested to me. And I reached out to the family and they were like, nope, the family's not interested in doing a podcast at this time. So I decided not to cover it at all, wondering if maybe they just didn't want it covered at all. But now you have my wheels turning of like, holy shit, was he a victim of right. the Cochrans? It makes you wonder when there's speculation that they have killed other people. And up to nine. That is bananas. I mean, there's speculation they killed in Indiana as well, I read. So okay. it could have been All both over. places. Yikes. They went state to state with that. Okay, Ugh. do you have a brain bath? Oh, am I doing your brain bath for you, you today? Actually, you can do the honors because you said you had a variety of them. I really do. And um, I would appreciate that. Like, I need... I got your back, girl. I need to take five after that because it's just... Nope, I understand. And I, I had hit a, a bit of a gold mine on some... I will go ahead and, and take this for you because I found a delightful one. That was sent to us by a listener, which you guys reach at crimecurious at yahoo.com, oh, yeah. social media. Send us things when you find them or if you've got your own personal one, you can remain anonymous. We're okay with that. I mean, I wasn't on my conditioner case, but, <laughs> you know, it's fine. You certainly can. Um, we appreciate the I think stories, I have. Though. I think I have a, an uplifting, great story for us. 
oh, today good. after all of that I, that you brought I need us. uplifted. Ducks aren't involved. Oh, so oh, thank you. Neither is human flesh. So let's, uh, or dismemberment. This is the the title. This is from the Washington Post, and it's fairly recent, too. So June, oh, June of this year. Okay. All right. A dog went missing after a car crash. He was found on an Idaho farm herding sheep. Oh, so he was just trying to make it. He was. After- Oh, so Linda and Mike Oswald were only a few minutes into a road trip from Hayden, Idaho in Everett, Washington, when out of nowhere, they said that a car slammed into their SUV. Now, the June 6th collision shattered their back window and their dog Tilly was thrown from the vehicle. (gasps) Nobody was seriously hurt in the accident, but when Linda Oswald climbed out of the car, she noticed Tilly running as fast as he could across Northern's Idaho Rathdrum Prairie. He was probably so scared. He was so scared. Oh, Tilly, Tilly baby. So... She said, and I quote, I tore off after him. I love that. I tore off after him. Oh, I would have been. Absolutely. But he soon disappeared and we couldn't find him, said Oswald, 68. We spent, she's 68 years old, just so you know. Aww. I know sometimes you get confused when we put, when we throw the years. <laughs> yes, I, I do. <laughs> she said, quote, we spent the next 10 hours looking for him. 10 hours? And I was worried I'd never see him again. I was so up, upset. Tilly's my baby. Oh, I understand completely. Uh, my heart I hurts. would have been a wreck. Oswald and her husband quickly posted lost dog notices all over Rathdrum area and wrote on Facebook that Tilly, a two-year-old border collie and red healer mix, was missing. An Idaho State Police notice on the North Idaho News Facebook page urged, urged everyone in the area to be on the lookout for the dog. People shared it widely on social media. There, there are some good uses for social media, I will say. Oh, Absolutely. She said, quote, dozens of people stopped everything they were doing and went out and looked for him. In the middle of the night, people were out calling for him. I was extremely grateful. But after nearly two days of searching, there was still no sign of Tilly. I love that name, by the way. Tilly. It's a good name. So sweet. At night, I couldn't feel him without my feet at, at, I'm sorry. I botched that. Sorry, guys. Mm. Quote, at night, I couldn't feel him with my feet at the bottom of the bed, and that really made me sad. Oh, my gosh. I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Said Oswald. I couldn't stop crying. Then, on the morning of June 8th, three brothers with a farm in Rathdrum noticed something unusual in one of their pastures. A reddish-brown, bobtailed dog was racing around, herding their sheep. I love it. Tilly's living his best Tilly's life. Like, I'm lost out here. I've got to make a living for I myself. I am going to moonlight as a sheepdog. It's in my blood. Yes. This is what I do. Absolutely. My instincts have never been keener. Mm-hmm. I have to survive out here That's on my right. own now. And I'm, I'm oh, going to make an Tilly. honest living. Yes. <laughs> this is my life now. Right. I've been thrust from the moving vehicle and I will make do. Oh my gosh. The That's, so, that's so adorable though. That Tilly's like, out herding sheep now. Herding sheep. The brothers initially wondered why their Australian shepherd looked a little different, but then they realized they were looking at a dog that did not belong to them. <laughs> Mike Oswald said later that they had told him. 
One of the brothers, Travis Potter, knew about the car crash that had happened near the farm two days earlier and had seen the notices about Tilly, Linda Oswald said. Potter left a comment on Facebook that he'd seen her dog. Tilly is on our property right now, the sheep farm off Mayer and Emanuel, Potter wrote. A few minutes later, he added an update. Gooten Annie Count of Sheriff. Yes, it's Gooten Annie. I love that name. I can't make this up. I would love to be able to say that I'm the Kootenanny County Sheriff. That would Me be fun. Me too. Can we change our podcast to just Kootenanny Crime? Done. Okay. Done and done. Kootenanny County Sheriff just picked him up. They saw him as my brother's was trying. It does say was. I'm sorry. That's not my grammar, everyone. My brother was trying to catch him and the sheriff knew it was Tilly. He's going to call you guys. A deputy had a, de- a deputy a deputy had been driving by looking for Tilly at the same time that Travis had spotted him. Linda Oswald said so. He just handed him over to him. When the Oswalds heard Tilly was found, Mike Oswald raced to pick him up. As soon as he came home, I ran out to give Tilly a hug, but he wasn't having it. Linda Oswald said, adding that Tilly was unharmed in the accident. I think he was mad that he'd been left on the prairie for 48 oh, hours. Oh, he probably was. He's like, you, you a-hole. Right. You left Bastards. me out here to hurt sheep. Right. He ran straight inside the house and started drinking water from the toilet. He's <laughs> like, fuckers, I'm thirsty. Okay? You done made me work for two days. Oh, I bet he was mad at them. He was like, he didn't right. understand. She, he said, Tilly is an exceptional dog. He's really smart, said Mike Oswald, 72. He showed us that he knew where to go when times got tough. I was very upset <laughs> about losing him, and I was very happy to get him home. Linda Oswald said she was not surprised that the pup she'd adopted from a neighbor when Tilly was six weeks old ended up on a sheep herding adventure since he was very young. Tilly nipped at the heels of other animals, children, and adults, and tried tried to round them up, Oswald said. (laughs) Whenever my two grandkids come over, he will push them and nip at their heels, trying to get them together. And at the dog park that I take him to, he always tries to herd people together as a group. So oh, it's just it's in his hurting bones. is his nature. Isn't that great? That's a that's such a cute story. Oh, and there's a picture of Tilly and he's just so sweet. I just love it. That's just great. That made me feel better after my See? horrible case. Correct. No one was eight. No. Yeah. I bring you the Thank good stuff. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Follow us on social media everyone. Share us. Leave a review that helps us be seen. We appreciate it more than you'll ever know. So much. If you want to help keep us going, there's CrimeCuriousPatreon.com that gets you lots of extra content of us and access to our private Facebook group, which is a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. Some of the content in there we apologize for, <laughs> but you still get it. You do. You do. <laughs> Shitty diaper baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're still gosh. not recovered from no, that. No, we're not. Uh, but anyway... Uh, yeah, keep listening, keep it curious, and until Thursday when I, you know, Do dramatize this again. you. Right, dramatize you more, guys. Keep hanging in there. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.